we're going to really get out on a tangent here, but we went to Walmart. My wife got hummus. Uh, <laughs> never bought hummus ever. And, and she thought it sounded good, so we got it. And just by chance, 10 minutes later, on my Instagram comes an ad from this company, the brand of this mm-hmm. hummus. Yeah. Just the only way, there's only two ways they could have known. My credit card or us talking about it. So which which one? Right. Uh, there's that's only two ways. So I'm assuming credit card because that that just makes the most logical sense to me. But uh, it, it's it's, cre- it's crazy, man. Yeah. I never even thought about that. That's inter- interesting to see how those two could be linked to each other. I mean, just the name, just the name itself. I guess. Uh, Somehow. Yeah, I, I would though. I, I'm opposite of you though, Brian. I think that's probably that. Your phone was listening, yeah, Yeah, because I I hear people talking about that. I haven't experienced that. I don't think myself, but anytime you're surfing the web now and you get on Facebook, bam, there was there was whatever you were looking at, and they're trying to sell it to you. And so, I mean, it's just so easy for them to do that. Yep. You know, if if I go on Google and I Google something, and then it shows up on my Facebook, that I don't even bat an eye at anymore. I'm like, it's it's right there. It's connect. It's in my internet. It's connected. Right. But yeah, when it comes to something like that, you know, that you a, a thought a thought that you had three days ago that but, you didn't tell anybody or yes. even say out loud yes. and all of a sudden it's scrolling through just your Facebook. Just give it some time though because over time that won't be a big deal either because we're, we're all just frogs <laughs> we're in, just the, in, the, in the slowly giving, boiling water. Yeah, we're slowly giving it up because not bef- worrying about Because it. before it was a big deal. Well, I was just Googling that and now it's on my Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is ridiculous. Right. Stop watching me, Zuck, or, or CIA or whomever is trying to sell me this this new pogo stick or whatever it is I was looking at. <laughs> The Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. Hey, thank you for checking in with us on this edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. For this episode, Colt and I bring you our good friend, Bryant Wolfen. Bryant is a business owner, a family man, and now a candidate for the Missouri State House of Representatives. During this episode, you will hear us discuss some of his political views and motivations behind his candidacy. And of course, you know Colt and I can't go for too long without bringing up the subject of our phones spying on us. So we talk a little about that as well, amongst a lot of other things. So we hope you enjoy the show and maybe even learn a little something. Probably not, but enjoy anyway. So without further introduction, here we go. Yo, welcome back to yet another riveting edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. I am James, and with me as always is my good friend Colt. I'm here. And with us today, Mr. Bryant Wolfen. How you doing today, Bryant? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for having me back for the third slash fourth time, uh, inside joke, but third time we will go with... So thank you very much. I'll give you three and a quarter. Three and a quarter works. Well, let's go ahead and unpack the joke then. Let's just get it all out of the way because it would have been four. I mean, you were here with us four times or with us four times. Yes. Here, but you were with us four times, but I had that technical difficulty that we still refer to as episode 11. Can you believe that? Episode 11. No, no. Can't be. You just, no, you just. Put two different things together. Episode was 11 was something me and you recorded at your house. That's right. A long time ago. So I've had two major <laughs> superbs. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yes. Yeah. Let me, what, if, what you, episode? if you give me a minute, I can think of some more, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But I no, I we, was the only one. <laughs> we recorded an episode with Bryant up at Gaslight Studios uh, with also uh, also with uh, JB. JB, JB Anderson and, and Gavin. Gavin, yep. Gavin M. And uh, the episode didn't make it past... About five seconds after we get done recording, because I pressed the wrong button and <laughs> poof, it was gone. But what I did save was the pre-show audio testing, 
So there is that. Oh, that it's proof that you, you were there. Put that out. Yeah, I should have. As, as the as an episode, it'd been it, fine. At least it was something better than what I had left of that episode. Yeah. Because then I would have had four uh, four appearances, but yeah, since man. you did not uh, incorporate that into your yeah. your show list, now I'm only at three. What the heck? Well, I just wanted to get that out of the way because I still feel bad, or I don't know if "bad" is the right word. I still feel like a jackass, maybe, about some things that I do in the past. You know, and it's it's I've had some really really some episodes where it's just like I did not show up. Right. And usually it's some of the like some of the big ones, like the, these are the ones you need to be at. And I left myself somewhere at home and uh, I like to just it, it's cathartic for me to talk about them. It, I like to get them off my chest. Like therapy. Right. Yeah. Therapy, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. So. Well, ad- admittedly, um, you know, Gavin and, and JB were great that episode <laughs> that with that being my first, I was semi thankful that that you accidentally deleted it because uh, that way it did not reach the uh the internet <laughs> so so uh thank you i guess uh, okay uh for that but uh i'll take yeah, that. that was the first time you're it was this one first time I've ever ever done anything like that and i was nervous as can be really so yeah, yeah. and still you know, i'm a little com- more comfortable now you seem you sure. seem pretty comfortable when you did the episode with jb yes of a gaslight yeah that was that was a great episode uh you know it a little bit more in my element at that point, you know, that, right. that being like third or fourth, I guess, fourth time at that point doing something like that. So, yeah, it was a good time. You know, everybody was super nice, and we had a real good chat beforehand that kind of set the set the tone. Right. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a good episode and mm-hmm. felt, felt way more comfortable, and hopefully we can have one of those today. Yeah, I didn't... It, on that episode, I didn't see it coming. I don't guess I knew that that was happening. All of a sudden, I look on... Because I used to check out JB's show, and... I turned it on, and there you were. I was like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know him. He's been on our show, too. And so it was neat because I just kind of turned on you know, Facebook, and, and there you were it talking was, with uh, the panel. You know, It was different not being with, with you guys because, yeah. obviously, any time we've ever done it, it I had ever done it, only been with you guys. So it, it was a good good way to get me out of my out of my, my, my element with, with just being with you guys. But, yeah, it was kind of, sure. I think, unexpected. Uh, the way I think it went down was his original – podcastees or uh, guest had something come up and so we were his backup plan so we were the bench players and nice. uh you, you got, know i think we performed okay you got called up we, we got called big up game. that's right that's yeah. right we were the minor leagues and uh <laughs> we, we stepped up uh-huh. and, and it was a good time good so I, I thought it was it was good it was fun and jb always kills his episodes so he, he's always Doing doing us all justice by mm-hmm. keeping us keeping us going. So, yeah, you did a well, good well. job. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, thanks again for coming, man. Thanks again for being on here. But there is a big, huge, gigantic elephant in the room, and this elephant uh, basically is that you are running for state rep in Missouri. So let's talk about that, man. If you're yeah, if you're ready yeah, to go. absolutely. I'll kind of go into it. Just kind of introducing myself, you know, even though it's my third time, I'm sure there's plenty of listeners that don't really know who I am. So we'll, we'll go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Bryant Wolfen. Uh, I live over in St. Genevieve, Missouri. Uh, as James said here, I am running for state representative, District 116, which is currently held by Representative Dale Wright. Uh, he is the incumbent. He is not termed out. I am running. More than likely, it looks like I will be running a primary against him. And I'll kind of get into that here here in a little bit of why, but kind of kind of continuing on with my my bio here. Uh, my wife and I we own and operate two convenience stores, one in Fredericktown 
and Valley Mines, both in Missouri, of course, around the area that that we reside. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time of this podcast, so I'll, I'll skip back a little bit. Uh, we are small business owners, of course, and at the time of this podcast, I currently sit on the board of aldermen in St. Genevieve. Uh, I sit on also a few other municipal boards, you know, the, the TV board and uh, board of adjustments. But what I'm also the president of the Republican Club in St. Genevieve, which is something I failed to mention before. I am running on the Republican uh, ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like I said, I will be running a primary against the incumbent. But I am uh, will be resigning from both of those jobs the reason being with the alderman position, I, I don't feel it's fair that the taxpayers pay for someone who can't 100% do their job. You know, we, we make a very small salary, but that is still taxpayer dollars. So it, it's not fair to them, especially me being the, the principled budget hawk that I am. I don't think it's right that we spend money on, on politicians that are uh, basically trying to do other endeavors that are not allowing them to do their job 100%. I'll have to skip meetings to campaign. And because obviously me running for the state reposition is, is a huge deal. It's a little bit more important. And and to me anyways, of course, the, the town of St. Genevieve is great. And I love it very dear. But it, I'm trying to move on to bigger things. And, and, and I think I can make more of a difference moving on. So that is what I'm doing. Hmm. I will also be resigning from the, uh, as I said, I'm the president of the St. Genevieve Republican Club. I'll be resigning for that position to try to keep the club unbiased with this being a a primary race or looking like it'll be a primary race. If I am the president of the club, the, the club has a certain integrity that it has or it, it has maintained over its its lifespan. And I want to make sure that it keeps that. I don't want anybody thinking that there's there's any kind of biasness going on or you know the, the club's trying to shun one guy and not the you know mm-hmm. just trying to keep play play sides and and we've never done that as a club and i want to make sure that that maintains the same so i will be resigning from that position as well as far as bio goes i guess lastly and, and most important megan and i my, my wife megan uh, we are the current parents of two children two beautiful children my daughter lennox and my son lincoln uh, who my daughter is five and my son is three, but we also have a bun in the oven. We have a third one coming very soon. Uh, she is due on March first hmm. with our soon-to-be new daughter. Uh, we're right now on on the side of naming her Letty Letty Wolfen. Uh, Fast and Furious reference for me, anyways. <laughs> Megan, it. Megan may it. not get it, but <laughs> I, I, for me, it's Fast and Furious reference, and that's what I'm sticking with. Right? Yes. Um, so that, that's kind of on the bio. Get, okay. get it started anyways. Perfect. When, how, Go ahead. how old are you? I am 28. 28. Yes. So starting out very young, yeah. uh, very fresh. And so I'm going to go ahead and let Colt go because I had a whole thing, uh, avenue I was going to go down. So what did you have? I was going to ask when you, when you got into, uh, like when did you step your foot into politics? How old were you? So it's probably been about five. I, well, I, it's always kind of been a part of me in, in the sense of my stepdad is, has been in it for a while and or at least very opinionated and, and very interested in it. And he always kind of kept me interested as well, us watching stuff in the evening and listening to things when when we were in the office working together and, and we went on trips out of state and, and it did went to different rallies and stuff. But I didn't really become super interested myself um, until about five years ago, four or five years ago. And, and my stepdad ran for office, and I kind of seen the 
how the machine works and 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 kind of shuns principled people if 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 the establishment does not like how they operate so so obviously you you hear the the establishment that that is a a reference that is that is referenced many a times and and you see that on the state level as well and and I've seen it firsthand and it 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 caused someone I think that should have been and was the better candidate to be in the seat to not get in there. Now, with that being said, uh, the gentleman who won it, fantastic guy, and 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 we've all grown to be be friends since. But it, it was just frustrating for me at that time. Do all this work, campaign, and the, to be this nice principled candidate just to get thrown out because what I feel like the establishment didn't like him. Hmm. So that that's that's kind of one. Uh, the thing that pushed me overboard to to get it get it started, anyways, to okay. get started into to this road. Yeah. So good, good. So uh, being a young guy, you've got a long road ahead of you, right? You've got a a lot of life ahead of you, and uh, when you get to be, I, I guess when you after you get your feet wet and you really get into the the politics, it seems like ideals can kind of be weighted down by the weight of life, by the weight of experience, things like that. So I like I like the fact that you're young and fresh and you're attacking this from your perspective. Uh, I wonder why. what motivates you to sit on the side of the aisle that you're wanting to sit on. Uh, you mentioned that you're running on the Republican ticket. It, it's I, I believe you're a conservative Republican. Is that is that a safe assessment yeah, yeah, of that, you? Be, uh, is, is that still something that – a conservative, is that something that you yourself – are you comfortable with that with that label that moniker if you want to call it that or is there something else that you're kind of kind of leaning on to describe the, your your particular brand of politics yeah there's i guess multiple ways you could describe it constitutional conservative conservative uh really libertarian re- uh leaning republican is probably more as i where i align okay. but obviously saying the word libertarian typically tends to lean you towards the 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 libertarian party and and that's not the case here obviously i feel as if there's there's plenty of libertarian leaning principled representatives and senators and, and you know all the way up the the ladder here that just don't claim themselves to be that way because it's it's still a a weird pronoun, I guess, uh, that, that not, not, not too many people associate with yet. So, yeah, well, you know, today pronouns are, it's good to go. You can be whatever you want. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I identify. <laughs> as, right. yeah. I am a liberal Republican astronaut myself yeah. personally. So astronaut, yeah. I like that. Yes. I like to it's, throw that in there. i give you a congratulations on that one. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. No, I ask, and that's interesting to me though, because you're, you're kind of meshing two different, uh, I'd say two pretty different ideologies there. It's pretty different. I don't know. They're different, definitely. You, do, you you have some things with the Libertarian Party that you definitely don't have with the Republican Party. Libertarians tend to be more just do your own thing. Come, these are my words, right? I'm not a politician. I'm not any kind of political science whatsoever. Yeah, but, you're an astronaut. We heard. Uh, right. That's, that's true. So I'm, <laughs> in other words, I'm in space. Uh, 
No, but you know, just the libertarians, you know, they, they believe in no regulations whatsoever, you know, and, and things like that. To where a Republican believes in, you know, you got to have some, right? And you can correct me if I'm wrong from your viewpoint. Libertarians, they do believe in a lot of liberties that that do coincide with some Republican uh, ideology, or conservative, if you will, ideologies, I think, like, you know, on gun control or, or no gun control on, on different topics like that. But then they, they diverge on different topics like abortion. You know, uh, it seems like a lot of, you know, most conservatives are you know, pro-life and libertarians are, you know, if that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. And so that that's an interesting mesh that you kind of come up with there, that you're you're a libertarian-leaning conservative Republican or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like like I, yeah. I, I don't have a perfect term, term for no, it I yet, like it. but I like I'm it. working on it. So, yeah, yeah uh, to, to bring that up, yeah, that's, that's a fair assessment. Okay. I, I would say, especially on the pro-life side of things, 100% pro-life. I mean, that that's... I've, I've, when I'm emailing some folks and, and talking to some folks, actually, one thing that I, I state um, is, is 100% pro-life libertarian. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, I, I do believe that the government has, is just way too big right now. And, and an abortion is one thing that I believe could be, regu- needs to be regulated because I, I believe it's murder. I'm 100% pro-life, 100% support the, the pro-life bill, uh, the heartbeat bill that Missouri legislators passed last year explain that bill to us real quickly so basically what that bill is in a nutshell mm-hmm. is it bans any abortion basically once the heartbeat is heard mm-hmm. um I, I forget what the the week that is right um but whenever the heartbeat- i should know that as a father and my wife will probably be like oh, yeah. what is wrong with you but um so in a nutshell, that's pretty much what it is. Gotcha. So when the heartbeat can be detected, then yes. abortion can't be done, basically. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And right. and the, the notion behind that is obviously the, the the typical argument, conservative argument, is is you're you're killing you're killing a human being, mm-hmm. and and so that's why I I lean there. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, an interesting point. Whether you whether you believe in uh, pro life or. Uh, you know, pro-choice, whatever the case may be. A lot of people, I feel like, are somewhere in the middle nowadays. They're like they're, they're conflicted, I think, in a lot of ways. Uh, but I saw an interesting. I think it was a meme. It usually is. That's usually where I get most of my information nowadays. It's from <laughs> well, memes. That's, that's it's pretty very, much it's based, very yeah, true. Explains right. a lot. Right? I get yeah. I get I get a lot of information <laughs> daily. That's how I keep up with the impeachment trial. Is memes. <laughs> yeah, right. But I saw once because some of them are are you know riveting. Uh, but this one uh, mentioned that how is it that you don't consider abortion killing someone, but if someone you know if someone is pregnant and they die, it's a double homicide. And so it, it just seems I'm like that that does seem like a blaring contradiction to me. Makes sense, you know. So so someone's choice because it is the person who's carrying the child it, because it's their choice. They can choose to terminate the pregnancy, and that's not considered murder. But if someone else chooses to terminate that, then it is. You know, so I, whether you, no matter how you believe, I would like someone to unpack that that uh, contradiction for me, who's on the other side of the aisle, I guess, right. because it, it that made sense to me. It kind of struck home, you know. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Unfortunately, I could not give you that argument. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, that I completely agree. Okay. Uh, there, there's other inconsistencies in in the arguments that. Uh, that that come in the the abortion territory, like, and, and man, we're just going straight into this here. But I'm just gonna be blunt about it. I'm gonna lie. And and one of the big debates over the heartbeat bill was was that there's no uh, exceptions with with rape and incest. 
when it when it comes to abortion. Like I said, we're getting pretty deep here. I didn't know if, if this is where you expected for us to go, but it, yeah. it's this is the this just, is the, this is this is how it is. This we is just hold on and brace for impact. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you go ahead. So so what I, where I see the inconsistency is is I I agree with that except not not having those exceptions in there. Uh, the reason being is because obviously those are very terrible scenarios and situations, but there's still a child in there. It, it to me it's it's intellectually inconsistent to say, hey, on a normal basis, that is a child and you can't kill it. But in this scenario, we understand. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't have I'm not I'm I'm not here to I'm not a very good debater. I just say what's on my mind, of course, and, and go from there. So that's that's kind of how I feel. It, it, there's some inconsistency there. I think I there are some even Republicans out there, plenty of Republicans out there that wanted to see those ex- exceptions in this bill, and I would I would disagree with those. And um, you know I, I don't want to offend anybody with by saying that, but that's just how I feel about it. Sure. Yeah. So you are running for uh, which district? What it's it's District 116. 116. And what does that cover? Can you give us so all the... it covers a vast majority of St. John County, almost all of it. Uh-huh. Um, and then it covers a, a, a smaller portion of St. Francis County, which covers like the, the St. John's out of Farmington, um, up into like D, uh, not to get too specific. And then it also covers a little bit of Perryville, kind of on the northern side, sure. and, and kind of heading over towards Chester, Illinois, like McBride area and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's, uh, I don't know the, the specifics, but to put it in perspective, District 116, I think, covers like 200 miles. And that would be uh, this this district, this current district that we're sitting in in Terre d'Alac, uh, covers like 200 miles. District 116, so that was 117. District 116, which is what I'm running for. Uh, covers 700 miles oh, wow. worth of Dang. of area. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's very large. Okay, and so that's a lot of rural area. Yes. Yeah, a yeah. lot of country, a lot of farmland, things Saint like Jen. that. Right. Saint <laughs> Jen. Yeah. So what <laughs> issues? What issues do you run on for to to represent an area like that? I got I got to assume that's a lot of agricultural type of issues. Yep. A lot of you know, different different things that are going to affect a rural community, of course. And also, it's a very conservative community, I would imagine. You know, most of Missouri is, I believe, until you get around the St. Louis and Kansas City areas. Yep. Maybe a little bit in Columbia as well. But I'd say mostly, you know, Kansas City and St. Louis are your bastions of liberal um, politics, where a lot of your Democrats are going to reside. And, of course, that's where your two population centers are, too. But anywhere else, including the district you're running for, is going to be very conservative. But what other, what other issues are there that, that you're going to, uh, you know, back the folks up on when you hit Jefferson City? Yeah. So to kind of tag off the, uh, the, the first portion of what you're talking about there as far as how, how – it, St. Jen's a very funny area uh, – Kind of growing up there, and then I grew up over here, but just knowing the area is a very Democratic area, believe it or not. Really? But very conservative Democrat. Mm-hmm. So it has a tendency to to vote locally Democrat. And and even even in the uh, the, the, the elections in 2018, there there's – well, to put it in perspective, there hasn't been a county until 2018. There has not been a county Republican elected since the 90s. So it it had been twenty some or almost twenty years or right at the twenty year mark that it took to get a Republican back into the county house there, but statewide it typically leans Republican and uh, for sure nationally Republican. It, it it Trump overwhelmingly won it in twenty sixteen mm-hmm. and, and I expect that to happen again. So obviously 
St. Jen's very Catholic as well. The the pro life issue is is very prominent, and and that's that's something that when I'm talk, out and about talking to to constituents, that that is the number one thing that gets brought up. Obviously, like you said, being conservative, Second Amendment, of course, yeah. being very hardcore Second Amendment advocate like I am, that's going to be another another big deal. I think just getting the government off you know, agriculture. You bring up that get, getting getting the government off the farmers' backs, basically, mm-hmm. and and not, they don't want to be pandered to. From at least when I talk to them, they just want government out. Let me let me do my thing. Let me farm, and 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 let me try to make my money. And I, I would so, say that that's typically as a as a, a libertarian leaning Republican that that's generally the right area for me to to represent them in mm-hmm. so. good so you have a game plan as far as what you are wanting to do to make that happen as as far as trying, trying to get the government yes, off yeah so not not particularly i don't have anything written in stone but all i know is if if i get to jeff city and i plan to i would hope to be on the committee that uh i forget the exact name of it but there's a committee up there that tries to look into laws that that can be repealed gotcha. and, and that is one of my main things you know a lot of legislators go up there and 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 want to sponsor bills and and and, and write out all these legislation different you know trying to new regulations that's not me i want to get rid of the regulations i want to i want to can them back and that's similar to what i, I did on the board in saint genevieve is there was multiple, multiple times that I was the only one to vote no on bills that I, I deemed unnecessary and and taxes that I deemed unnecessary. So that's that's kind of where I fall. And I don't have a particular game plan, but all I know is going up there that that would be the idea is what can I do here that we can repeal and get the government out of our pockets and off our backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always said, and it's kind of a general statement, kind of... I don't know, maybe even a little unrealistic, but you know, my, my goal is to have the, the government, my favorite form of government, I don't care what party it is or, or whatever, is the one that gives me the most liberty, the most independence, and, and is in my face the least, you know, the, the least restrictions, the least, you know, this and that. Um, granted, there does have to be some regulations, you know, for things. There has to be laws, you know, there has to be law and order, in my opinion. I have some friends who don't agree with that, you know. they. I, I have some friends who are advocates of, of anarchy, you know, and I also have friends who, on the other side of the continuum, who believe that, you know, law and order is, you know, the basically you have to have it. It's the cornerstone of having any kind of society where things don't run completely amok. Um, I just want, you know, I just want the the most amount of freedom that's realistic for me and my family so that we don't have to worry about the government always up our butts and on our backs. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's that's what I, I will always advocate for, no matter who it is or, or what's going on. So you mentioned the Second Amendment. And that's I think that's obviously it's on it's in the media a lot nowadays. You know, it's it's on everybody's agenda, it seems like. And the reason is because of, of all the shootings, I think, you know, all the public shootings, the mass shootings, things like that, especially when it hits a school, you know, but the ones at Walmart and the mall and in Las Vegas, they all really just scare the crap out of people. And there's a knee jerk reaction to just want the government to do something. And I feel like that's that's a big thing for a lot of different issues. It could be for terrorism. You know, we we see something that they, they're threatening America again. Well, 
the, the, the masses say, well, what are you going to do about it? What, you know, to the government, what are we going to do about it? We expect you to take over and, and protect us and keep us from the, the boogeyman, right? The bad man. And there doesn't need to be some protection, but back to the second amendment, you know, that knee jerk reaction, people, a lot of people say, well, I, you know, regulations are needed so that we can get these, these guns out of the, the hands of the bad people. And it's when you start to unpack that, it's just very. I think it's a lot more complex than that. So, do you believe in? Um, do you do you run on? Do you believe in personally um, un unrestricted gun ownership, gun rights for people, or are there some regulations that you believe in put in place? Where are you at exactly on the Second Amendment? I would. That's it's something that. Yeah, I mean, just to go right into it. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I, no regulations. Well. I see, I see the benefits of background checks, mm-hmm. but I do not see the point of of doing background checks if you are just going to regulate me not being able to get a certain size magazine. Okay, I'm proving to you that I'm worthy of owning a gun. Why can't I own what I want? Mm-hmm. And right. that's my big problem. I, I see the point of the background checks where they're at. Uh, it's something that I kind of teeter-totter on back and forth, but because there's there's a lot of issues with that as well because you have... Well, this kind of goes into criminal justice reform where you have ex-cons and, and felons that uh, made a mistake and, and they've, they've bettered themselves but then have problems getting getting guns. So there, there's a lot of regulations out there that I disagree with for sure. I, I basically only see a point in uh, background checks. That's something that I could probably very easily be talked out of as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to to the second amendment, to regulating the second amendment, that's about the only piece of regulation that I see. If James and Colt here want to save up to buy a tank, uh, you guys should be able to get you a tank. And the reason I say that is because I'm under the impression that the second amendment was put there for us to not defend ourselves from robbers, which obviously that's a part of it, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and other shooters, but mainly to protect ourselves against tyranny. Right. So if the, U.S. military can have something along those lines. Um, if I can afford it, I should be able to have something along those lines to be able to defend myself from Terry. There's there's plenty of of history that that shows governments uh, being tyrannical. Mm-hmm. Um, even in in the U.S., it has happened. You know, on several occasions. Mm-hmm. So that that's pretty much where I stand on that. Yeah. Okay. Kind kind of. Uh, Kind of out there. I understand that. Usually in the minority, when I'm talking talking to even Second Amendment advocates, some some people are like, "Wow, man, that's you're pretty hardcore on yeah, that." Yeah, a but, tank, really? Yeah, I, a tank. Yeah, get a tank. Yeah. I can, we should start saving up. For that. That's what I'm saying. Hey, I don't think Terry really... Lack has any ordinances against that. Just <laughs> oh, so you know, really? Cult. Yeah, Heck yeah. I got a like... place to park it. <laughs> You may have to park it out to where your camper's at, though. <laughs> yeah, you never... <laughs> park it next to your camper. <laughs> and actually, it, it, it more tanks could solve the infrastructure problem we have too, because uh, you know, you sure our roads are deteriorating, but if you have a tank, it doesn't matter. So that's <laughs> yeah, true, right? How much thing one of those goes for? We can probably get one free cheap, right? Amazon. You know, I wouldn't oh. doubt if you get one for Blackwell Motors may have one. <laughs> just, just <laughs> They've got a little bit of everything. They else. got a little bit of everything. So I'm Go just check saying. them out. I heard they once yeah. traded a donkey for a vehicle. So. Now I I agree on the Second Amendment. I, I'm very much uh, pro gun. I guess you yeah, pro Second Amendment, whatever. But I 
if if background checks work, if if someone who is mentally ill should not have a gun, if we can if we have a background check in place that could weed that person out or that could that could restrict that person from getting a gun, I will be for that background check. I just have a lot of doubts that those background checks actually do what they're supposed to do. Yep. I, I think like a lot of laws, like a lot of things like that, all they do is make make it more difficult for you know everyday hardworking citizens to get the, what they need, and the people who don't need the, the guns or whatever it is, they end up you know getting things on the black market, and it yep. just it just it, it typically reinforces the black market. Yep. It, str- it strengthens the criminal enterprise. So besides just criminal record, what is a background check? What all kind of things is the background check actually looking for? Well, I think mental illness is a big yep. one. You know, if okay. you have some kind of a psychotic disorder or something like that, uh, okay. and a lot, a lot of times that's going to coincide with maybe not a criminal record per se, but it's going to coincide with uh, legal issues, right? Because otherwise, I doubt they're going to know that. I doubt they're going to see that you have went to your doctor because you. Uh, had some anxiety and needed a little bit of, you know, a little right. bit of medication help. I right. doubt that's going to be that significant, but slippery slope argument that's always as well, a right? It's, it it is a concern. That's one of my things with PDMP. Uh, not that it's, well, to my knowledge, that PD, uh, prescription drug monitoring program. So basically that, that there's a lot of counties that already have that, but by doing a statewide PDMP, you're, you're making a state database that, that is keeping all of your records. Uh, if you have bipolar uh, some sort of bipolar disorder or an anxiety right. situation, uh, the government knows. And, and mm-hmm. it's very possible, at least to my belief, it would be very possible for the government to use that in, in, a, in a, second, a Second Amendment background check or, or a gun background check that they're running. Yeah. Right. So that, that's one of my big concerns with PDMP and, and privacy violations. Um, you know, we, we give up way too much information to, to Zuck. Uh, yeah. Apple already, so yeah, that's right. That's sorry, don't 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 shut us down now. But um, <laughs> you know that we give up all this information already. You know what 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 can be fed to the government that that can be used against us in that. So that that's like I said, I could probably very easily be talked out of uh, background checks. It, I just haven't had any issues with it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, but I could certainly see the benefits of not having it and I see some benefits of having it. So yeah. the, the validity of the validity of whether it works or not is a very good point. Yeah. You, you mentioned us giving up information. Do you guys still have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like if you're on your phone and you're in, your phone tells you you have to turn your mic on to do this, or you have to turn on your location services to do this. Are you, a do you do everything you can to not do that? Uh, Does it me still worry you? Yeah. Yes. And, but Same. but in the the other side of that, do you think it matters? Like we're probably at, not. Like we're at a point now, right, to where if regardless the, yeah. if you do it or not, whatever information they want about you, they can very easily get. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But it's just like a it's like a pride thing, I guess. Right. You don't want to give. You don't want to get. You got to cover that, that webcam, man. <laughs> NSA. I'm just saying. I, I still do that most of the time. My webcam's covered because that's not just government. You know that anybody can hack into that yep. if they really know what yep. they're doing. They can yep. hack it, and you know, I, I don't know. They're not going to see much from me. They're going to see pretty much what you're seeing right now. But it's just that invasion of privacy, that perception that someone can do that. Mm-hmm. And as far as the, you know, do you want to turn your Bluetooth on notification or your uh, location services, things like that. I, I think it, I don't know if pride's the right word, but I do think it's something like that. I, I don't want to let go of that. You know, it, I don't want to be one of those people that gives up my freedoms, my rights 
for the sake of security or definitely for the sake of convenience. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because yep. I, I, I think you really give away a lot. Could they take it? Absolutely. They could come in my phone. They could turn it on right now and Zuck could just probably make it explode in my hand. Who knows what he can do? <laughs> but he can definitely turn my stuff on and off, I'm sure. Like, or, it, if like, not Zuck, then oh, what's Mr. Apple? Apple. Yeah, <laughs> definitely Apple. Yeah. It, it was never real to me until like a couple of years ago. Like they would always say, you know, they can they can get any information they want out of your, you know, out of your phone regardless. But it wasn't real to me until I actually had an issue with my phone and I called Apple and they remotely went worked on my phone from their computer. Of course. And yep. did everything. And yeah. while like, I'm just got it in my hand looking at them doing what they're doing and I'm like, "Oh my god." Well, yeah. this is ridiculous. even looking at credit card transactions. So you know, we this this was kind of a wake up call for me. So first of all, we're gonna really get out on a tangent here. But we went to Walmart. My wife got hummus. Uh, <laughs> never bought hummus ever, and and she thought it sounded good, so we got it. And just by chance, ten minutes later, on my Instagram comes an ad from this company, the brand of this mm -hmm. hummus. Yeah, just the only way. There's only two ways they could have known. My credit card or us talking about it. So which which one? Right. Uh, there's there's only two ways. So I'm assuming credit card because that that just makes the most logical sense to me. But uh, it, it's it's, cre it's crazy, man. Yeah. I, I never even thought about that. That's inter interesting to see how those two could be linked to each other. I mean, it's just the name, just the name itself, I guess. Uh, somehow, yeah, I, I would though. I, I'm opposite of you though, Brian. I think that's probably that. Your phone in. was listening, listening. yeah, yeah because I, but I hear people talking about that. I haven't experienced that. I don't think myself, but anytime you're surfing the web now and you get on Facebook, bam, there was there was whatever you were looking at, yep. and they're trying to sell it to you. Yep. And so, I mean, it's just so easy for them to do that. Yep. You know, if, if I go on Google and I Google something, and then it shows up in my Facebook, that I don't even bat an eye at right. anymore. I'm like, it's, it's right there. It's connect. It's in my internet. It's connected. Right. But yeah, when it comes to something like that, you know, that like, you I was like, huh, a, this really? a thought a thought that you had three days ago. That but, you didn't tell anybody or yes. even say out loud, yes. and all of a sudden it's scrolling through just your Facebook. Give it some time though, because over time that won't be a big deal either. Because we're we're all just frogs <laughs> just in, the, in, the, in the slowly giving, boiling water. Yeah, we're slowly giving it up. Because not bef worrying about because it. before it was a big deal. Well, I was just googling that, and now it's on my Facebook feed. Mm -hmm. It's like this is ridiculous. Right? Stop watching me, Zuck or, or CIA or whomever mm -hmm. is trying to sell me this this new pogo stick, whatever it is I was looking at. <laughs> Isn't that still a thing? Pogo sticks? I don't know, but if, if I scroll through my Facebook and pogo, pogo stick sticks pop up, pop up I hope they get I'm probably going to buy me. one. Well, really, the, the joke is on the hummus company because we have not bought it since. So, <laughs> haha, you know, nice. we, we got them. Nice. Is that because it was terrible? Oh, no. Uh, for me, yes. Uh, I, I, the wife just, I don't know, maybe she has, but just, to, to whole, my it's knowledge. Whole, yeah. It's whole, the whole... Uh, fat shaming campaign that yeah that, that's exactly it yeah, yeah, yeah. she would say brian you need to buy this hummus because look man you're getting a little round so, it, all right well i tried it and that's too bad because i'm not buying it again so not gonna happen so i would you know anybody that i can anybody who has any inclination or any aspirations for politics I think the the privacy issue always comes up in my conversation. The, the privacy and the just the uh, the general rights and freedoms that we have, you know. And, and there are some who argue that we really don't have very many freedoms anymore. Like super libertarians or those anarchists that I was mentioning, um, they they look at all forms of government as well, at least the anarchists as an intrusion of our human rights. Period. You know. And but even with your your libertarians, your true libertarians, they. They don't believe in the regulations and a lot of the things that that we live under nowadays. 
I'm kind I'm not quite that extreme, you know, but I always want to advocate for the 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 basic, you know, human independent the the rights that we have. I hate to see those being stepped on. And I think I'm a slippery slope guy. I think everything's a slippery slope. I think when you start creating gun laws, then that that is a slippery slope to go into something like like China or or whomever, you know, where where the the guns are confiscated and after that, you know, what else is confiscated? You know, they confiscate, you know, anything, any religious books or anything that that you might hold dear to you is if if it counters what the philosophy of the government is. And so I'm a big slippery slope kind of guy. So I always like to talk about those things and know that there are people who are going to Jeff city and, and, and beyond, which I, I think, you know, I don't, we haven't talked about that yet with you one step at a time, probably I'm sure. But um, I always want to make sure that the, somebody has our best interest at heart, you know, somebody yep. that has the, uh, an eye on things and not going to let our, our basic human rights go down to the wayside, especially for the sake of convenience or even security. Yeah, there's no way for for me. I mean, I consider myself, uh, not that I'm a very good one, but a a champion of liberty, essentially. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's one thing that I say. I I listen to to all kinds of conservatives and libertarians, and and, and that's one thing that I always fall back to is is liberty. Mm -hmm. Heck, ordered my first lapel pin that says "Liberty First. It's on its way. So, nice. It, yeah, I'm pretty pumped about that actually. So, so you know, like I said before, really the main goal is just to fight and and try to get the government off off our backs and and make sure that your your basic uh, inalienable rights are are preserved. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's funny that one thing I, I like to bring up a lot is is people forget about our Ninth Amendment that basically states that we have more rights than what our Bill of Rights, which it isn't technically in the Bill of Rights, but what the the other rights, you know, First Amendment, Second Amendment, Third Amendment, what what they list off, we have more. That's what the Ninth Amendment says. You have more rights than that. So, and then the, the Tenth Amendment says, hey, if, if the federal government doesn't do it, well, the states can can handle it. And that, unfortunately, has also been forgotten. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have a big problem when, you know, we, we do have more rights than what the Bill of Rights lays out, but I have a big problem when people say that we have rights over someone's services, such as healthcare or education or, or heck, even food. You don't have a right to food because in order for you to get that food, someone had to work to get it to you. So to lay it out blunt again, healthcare is not a right. You don't have a right to someone else's services. Education is not a right for the same exact reason, and um, that's a lot of people forget that. And collectively, we typically come together and provide those but once again, that I don't know if that's necessarily something that the government should be involved in. Uh, obviously, in today's society, we do, and it's such a uh, it, it's something that's incorporated. So that's I get I, I allow that to to, to happen. And how do I want to say this? I'm kind of losing myself here. But I'm for education reform, but not in the sense of where I should think we should get rid of all public schools. Mm-hmm. In an ideal world, maybe, but in today's society, it's just not going to happen. Sure. So basically what I'm getting at is I'm a realist. So how I see things, I understand, is is not going to happen. So what I'm going to do is try to preserve um, the the liberties that we have that will that will greatly allow us to do what we want. And, and if, if you have the option at school choice, you know, different schools to go to, private school, or you want to homeschool, uh, you should not be punished for making that decision. You should not have to pay for a public school that you're not going to use. Mm -hmm. So, 
once again, we, we have more liberties and, and rights than, than what our Bill of, Light, Bill of Rights lays out. But at the same time, we need to, to realize what those are. And, and we allow the government to, to intrude on, on too many of those. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not by no means an anarchist. Uh, some, some people, when I, when I talk about uh, the drug war and the Second Amendment thing, people are like, whoa, man, yeah, you're a little out there on that. But once again... Get off our backs, government. Mm-hmm. That's 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 my mentality. Yeah. Now I do see, I see some benefit, and this is where I get, I guess, probably kind of wonky, and I, I have a hard time sticking to one side or the other. When it, it just it's so issue dependent for me, because I see logic in a lot of different things. I see the benefit in having a strong educational system for the country. You know, I, I think that. A, a rising tide raises all ships. And so for, for me, investing in, in a certain aspects of people, I've always thought this about like things like affirmative action as well. You know, I, I think that if, if affirmative action is going to be uh, super beneficial for all parties involved, especially for the, for the folks that have been, um, you know, the, the minorities who have been, I, I guess, slighted historically, and they, they've been given the, the uh, shorthand, um, I, I think that you you have to do that in education. I think you have to you have to educate people in order to give the equal opportunity, which is not the same as equal outcome, right? Equal outcome should not be manipulated. Uh, equal opportunity, on the other hand, I would like to see everybody to have that chance. Is that realistic? Eh, you know, in, in today's world, you know, this this earth, this 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 earth that we live on is highly based on competition. It's highly based on you know, it's naturalistic uh, competition, and a lot of it's not fair. You know, I wasn't, I, I didn't get the choice to be born in this body that I'm that I'm born in. In the, and I by no means had a silver spoon growing up. You know, we were we didn't have you know much, but I, I had a lot of privileges that I you know I, I got to carry with me along the way, because I wasn't born in you know a place where I had to fend for myself. Like I was watching a video not too long ago where these folks were living close to the river. I think it was the uh, the Amazon River, and they had to watch out for these big huge. I don't. I guess it's uh, the anacondas or whatever. One of the big, huge snakes, pythons, because the snakes was coming up eating babies, right, <laughs> where they live. And it seems like an issue, <laughs> right? <laughs> Making my first world problem seem pretty, pretty, uh, pretty small. But I, I think that we're given an opportunity, and we've got to do the best that we can with the opportunities we're giving. Uh, with, that were given, but I don't see, you know, I, the, the educational thing is one thing where I get kind of wonky and then healthcare, healthcare, I get kind of wonky too. And I know that it's conservative value is definitely not, uh, that of universal healthcare. Um, and you can, you can correct me if I am going off track here or whatever, but that healthcare is definitely not a right, but would it be more beneficial for us to, invest in the health care of people would that would that raise that tide that raises all ships involved our all parties involved if we if we invested in health care as opposed to some of the other things that we've invested in then we'll get into some other issues invest but, how um in, in giving more health care to more people uh, have it available or at least in regulating the insurance companies somehow some way or, and, and the the medication the drug companies the drug industry which is just in my opinion, raping and pillaging right. um, people, and there's there's different logic to that, and uh, there's there's got to be something though. In my opinion, there has to be something that's going to 
kind of uh, neutralize the the severe imbalance of people. You have your insurance, people who have insurance, people that don't, and, and people who don't, but that make enough money to where they can kind of, they can buy their own and things like that, I guess, but, uh, or, or just get by with the medical bills. But I don't know if you've gotten a medical bill anytime lately, but they're not cheap. Yeah. That's what I hear. It's enough to really turn your life upside down. And, yeah. and so I've seen it happen and I've experienced some of it myself. And so just wondering if it's, uh, if you could kind of speak on the, the philosophy behind healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Let me wrap my head of, of around that whole thing. Yeah, no, no, so so basically, forget the big snake part. Yeah, that was that's, just. <laughs> I'm still lost in the anaconda situation. I know, right. So for for me, uh, one reason why I think healthcare is so expensive already is not because of the 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 pillaging, bad, big business, uh, you know, big pharma over there. I mean, sure, they're trying to make a profit, and mm-hmm. and they're they're going to try to take advantage of of the people who are willing to buy the product, but. The big problem that we have is the government. The reason the healthcare is so expensive is because we give free healthcare to so many folks, especially with with the Obamacare and and the scenario that it is right now. I don't have healthcare or uh, insurance. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's what I meant. I don't have insurance. Right. I still have access to healthcare. Um, I have to pay for it, and it's very expensive. And I would say the reason why it's probably so expensive is because they have people. The demand is so high. Uh, everybody who's getting, you know free health care or reduced, you know, uh, compensated for it, basically reduced health care. They're going every day or they're going just whenever anything small happens. They're, whereas my family and some people might label me a bad parent for this, but I don't, I, given the, 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 the health of my children, I don't think that's true. Uh, we do not go unless there's a severe problem. Um, you know, obviously, if they have strep, we're going to take our kids there. Mm-hmm. But if there's no signs of that, you know, we do the research. We 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 look into that, and and we do the the house preventative stuff that we can. But we're not going to take them to the hospital just because, um, you know, they're running a cold. Yeah. It's not going to happen. But I know people that do. Oh man, they're running a cold. Let's go get them antibiotic. That's that's not us. And and I feel like there's too much of that going today because it's too easy. You go, man, the, the, the uh, what are they called the, the urgent cares. You go in there, you're waiting three hours because everybody's going. Everyone's going because the insurance is paying for it. So we need to, and we kind of had this debate, JB and I, uh, admittedly, because I suck at debating. He smoked me, but uh, I, I do not believe a, a universal health care or something along those lines. I would rather see it open up to the free market. I believe something that we had more in. Uh, I mean, we haven't really had a free market in healthcare for quite since before I was born, but uh, something bef- that we had long before Obamacare um, for or the, uh, the Affordable Healthcare Act was better than what we have now, in my opinion. I don't think it's perfect. I, I would rather see the the market opening up more, and I don't really have an argument for you know you can't put a price on someone's health, but. Once being a capitalist and a free market guy, I feel as if um, if 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 the supply and demand were to change and demand were to go down, I mean, how how are you going to get those customers to come in? You're gonna have to lessen your price because if people can't afford it, they're not gonna come. Mm. That's like us. I can't afford it. I can't afford to take my kids to the doctor every other day for a runny nose, so I don't go. So you you need to get the government out of there. You need to stop subsidizing so much. I know of 
several instances of people that would probably be more than available to, or more than capable, excuse me, of affording health care. But let's just go ahead and get it off the government instead. Why not? And I don't blame them. You know, I would too. If, 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 if you can get free or reduced prices, then why wouldn't you? Right. So that's, uh, it just makes, makes it smart. And it makes the best financial decision. Everybody's looking out for themselves, just like these companies. But, you know, you got to reduce the supply and demand um, in some form or fashion. And that's why, in, in, in a bad nutshell, that's pretty much what I feel is wrong with the healthcare no, system. What you say makes sense. It does. It, it makes sense. And it's, I mean, it, it depends on which side of the coin you're, you're, you're coming at it from, which perspective you're coming at it from. But I do also know there's a lot of waste. There's a lot of Medicaid, Medicare waste out there, too. There's a lot of oversight. There's a lot of, and, and kind of what you're alluding to, there are a lot of people who are uh, not just utilizing the system, but over overdoing it. You know, I don't know how many people are going just because their kid has a cold and they feel like they need to run to urgent care and they're on, you know, that that, that trip is government subsidized because they're on, you know, the government dole. But yeah, I, I know there's a, there's a lot of waste. I see it in my industry, in the yep. long-term care industry. There's waste. There's a lot of corners that, that I mean, it's not even cutting corners. There's a lot of uh, fat that needs to be trimmed off of, of what's happening. And But what happens is instead, and this probably this probably speaks to what you're talking about as well, is getting the government out. But the government tends to, from my perspective, right, I'm not there sitting in the meetings or whatnot, but it's it seems like they look at the overall number. They're like, we're just going to cut this in half. And, and then the you know, people are not going to be able to receive care, and, and we're going to adjust this certain um, this uh, uh, number, uh, this metric, in, in order to uh, adjust to the, the the budget that we have in mind. In order to meet that, we're just going to slash car, you know uh, spending uh, yeah spending in half. Um, and then everybody else has to kind of figure it out. I don't know. It just seems like it's a, it's a broad sort effort that's with something that needs a scalpel. And, and so I, I understand that taking a scalpel and actually being very intricate and, and meticulous about the numbers that, you know, the, the money that's being spent has got to be time consuming. And, uh, it, it, there's, there's a problem with that, but you know, having, it just seems like there's the answer's not there. I guess is the thing that's blowing my, my brain up. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one problem when you, uh, implement these, these programs, they're impossible to get rid of mm. because there are people that are benefiting from them yeah. and, and they're well-intended programs. And that's never the question. The question is, is it, you know, how do you afford it as a government? Can you afford it as a government? And is it right um, collectively for, for people that will not use that program to pay for it? Um, and, and that's kind of how a lot of social services are, are handled. True. But you... Once you start getting people benefiting off of a, a program, it's extremely hard and extremely difficult to pull it away. And that's why these programs always stick. And, and that's probably one reason why with, when the uh, federally, when the Republicans had the House, Senate, and President, uh, the President's seat, then that's probably why they couldn't get health care done is because there's no perfect solution. You know, obviously in a in a capitalist environment and, and it was in a complete free market healthcare system, there's going to be some people that there, there's it's not going to be a perfect world. There's going to be people that that suffer from it. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think there's any doubt behind that. But it principally, you know, when, when you're you're taking money from people who don't use it to pay for others that can use it for free, uh, you know, is, is that right? Is that necessarily right? Sure. Sure. 
another topic you mentioned was infrastructure and, uh, you know, not to pick on our, our neighbors to the east, but you know, I look at our roads, I think, man, we could really use some pothole you know, remediation here. And then I drive over to Illinois. I'm like, wow, never mind. <laughs> uh, we got streets <laughs> paved of gold. Right. No, but for, I think, I think across the country, I think infrastructure is a problem. You know, I, I think that we haven't invested in infrastructure for how long been just off the top of my head. I know there was a, there was a hardcore infrastructure. Um, I don't know if it was a building or a push or whatever that that happened after World War II, but have we really done a whole lot since then? Probably there's been some here and there, some some patches of you know fixing the roads and and uh, bridges and things like that. But uh, what kind of infrastructure problems do you see in the state of Missouri that you'd like to address once you get to Jefferson City? Well, there's that that is one of the hot uh, button items mm-hmm. or hot topics or whatever whatever the saying is called yeah. uh, right now the uh, infrastructure mm-hmm. and and you know they the gas tax was on the ballot in 2018 that failed got shot down got shot down thankfully and now there are talks of them trying the the the, the how or well I don't know if the legislators in general trying to get it done legislatively mm-hmm. and I think they're more just pushing for a smaller 2% gas tax but I would also not be in favor for that um, I think we need to look more into toll roads I know when you say toll road, toll roads, mm-hmm. everybody flips out the inconvenience behind it. I understand, but once again, talking from a principal level, um, you know, we don't need to raise taxes either. We need to find money and allocate it from somewhere else. Uh, once again, you can't cut these programs because you can never get rid of them. We're spending so much money on social services uh, and other forms. You know, I think we're we're spending ten percent for the twenty twenty budget on infrastructure, which is relatively what it is every year. Mm. But you know, we need to find money to allocate it from somewhere else, or we need to make the people that are using it pay for their own roads. So I'm not advocating cutting that gas tax, but I would advocate for maybe throwing in some toll roads. Um, and if if you if you're a frequent user, maybe throwing it in when you go to renew your license, or or there be some sort of it's like uh, a toll road tax t- that's added instead of. Well, maybe just like a fee, like a one-time you. fee. You, you pay it and uh, over a five-year period or two-year period, whatever it is. I, I don't have the perfect solution, but mm. uh, you, you pay it, and then you could you could use it frequently. Now, if you're coming from out of state, just like in other states, you, you have to stop in, and you have to uh, pay the toll, mm. you know, 50 cents, dollar, whatever. But that would help, certainly help pay for I-70, because that's, that's the big highway that everybody's concerned about right now. But I, I don't feel punishing the Missourians that will never or hardly ever go to KC or hardly ever go to STL. I don't see a point in punishing them when a majority of the infrastructure dollars are focused in those areas. Mm -hmm. So I would rather not penalize, but make the people that live in those areas uh, pay for them essentially. And like I said, once again, I don't, I don't believe that's a perfect system. But I think it's better than than raising the gas tax. Yeah. What do they normally do on toll roads for people who like don't pay? Like, I have they just, no clue. Do they actually mm. find them or anything like that? Like, how do they know? Because you can just bypass it, right? If you really wanted to, or is it or just drive past it? I don't know. I really, I, I have I've, always I've been don't... a good steward and stopped. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think there's only been like one time in my life where I've actually gone through. And paid for paid on a toll road. I think 
But not, I mean, because I'm never on them, not right. because I just bypass them all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I are just, you I, asking? Or is this a situation? <laughs> is there a reason why you're asking? <laughs> you're right. Are you just genuinely, genuinely <laughs> curious? He needs yeah. tips. Yeah. yeah words, I tips. can't get in trouble, right? If I don't pay. <laughs> That's a that that is a great question that I don't know because okay. I, I too have not used them very much. Yeah. But uh, in the instances that I have, I stop. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, yeah. That is my tip for you, Colt. Just stop. <laughs> just, 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 stop. just stop. Do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Pay the toll. Yes. Just obey the law. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> it seems like, as far as the uh, highway goes, I've only really been on one. I guess that was down in Oklahoma. Uh, and there's a there's a toll highway down down there you can take when you're on your way back from uh, uh, the west. I guess stopping through Amarillo and coming back through Oklahoma. I think we hit a toll highway there. Otherwise, I've done some bridges, some toll bridges. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you have some of those, or at least you've had some of those uh, on the Mississippi River. I mean, and so I don't know if they're still around or not. Um, hmm. Anyway, that's interesting. Uh, any interest in the Hyperloop from St. Louis to Kansas City? I think I asked you that before. You really didn't have much info. Well, yeah, we. Well, I, I've I've done some research on it, and here's here's kind of my input on it in general. I have. I think it's great. I think it's a great idea. I think it's awesome. Would love to utilize it one day. But my big concern is with something that big and something that expensive coming in, they're going to be asking for tax cuts mm. or tax breaks. Um, I would never suggest that to be a public entity ever. I would never be an advocate for that. So yeah. for it to be a private entity, when you have someone willing to or trying to invest that much money into your state, typically they'll ask for tax cuts. You're right. I am not in favor of picking winners and losers. Mm. Um, that's my personal opinion. The The GM bill that passed last year uh, was another thing, you know, not to get off on a tangent again, but that kind of kind of relates to what I'm talking about is I would have been a no on that. And, and it passed and got signed for, mm. for GM to stay. And yeah. I see the benefit of keeping them here, but you're picking winners and losers. You're not going to do that for, for me. I'm a business owner. They're going to give me tax cuts. Heck no. They're trying to raise my gas tax. Right. But uh, getting back to the Hyperloop, I would not be in favor of that, but it is something that I would love to see happen here. It, geographically, it does make sense for them. You know, they say Missouri is one of the better, re, you know, uh, areas to put it in. Mm-hmm. I think that's perfect, and they're right, and it, it's a great idea. But I have a feeling it's not going to happen because they're going to be asking for too much. Right. So, for anyone who doesn't know, the Hyperloop is a, a suggested high-speed rail between St. Louis and Kansas City. Take it's underground, right? I don't think or is it not? so. No, no, it's it's above. No, it's, yeah. it's, above? it's in a tube. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. in, in okay. a tube. Yeah, but I, what's it going to take? Like forty five minutes an hour or whatever to get from St. Louis to Kansas Man, City. So. I think it might be less than that. Is it? I think maybe thirty minutes. Yeah, something, like something crazy. Minutes. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I just, I just picture those videos of like, is it the is it Japanese? Or Chinese, where they they actually have people that stand outside that cram like their job is to cram people into oh, the yeah. trains. Yeah, I think that's I think that's Chinese, maybe. Yeah, but that's what I've I think about that. Yeah, when I hear hyperloop, I just hear uh-huh. <laughs> they do they cram them in. There's crazy. Yeah, the workers are actually just pushing people in just enough to shut the door. So Sardines, I, I don't. Man. Yeah, I don't think we'll have that problem. You know, I know. Between, I, just, I just think it's funny. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I find that an interesting concept, but I did hear, I did hear someone who was kind of just commentating on the issue or the notion of hyperlink, uh, hyperloop, whether or not it would be, like, for the cost, would it actually be that beneficial for for people? Are there really that many people traveling from St. Louis to Kansas City and vice versa? 
really there's not that many i'm on i'm on 70 on that route um you know every so often and really traffic is never really that bad barring just just the uh outside of both of those big uh, urban areas outside of st louis and kansas city just outside of those those areas or or in the mix of those areas traffic of course sucks (laughs) but you know that's that's just intra city traffic it's not traffic going from one city to the other and so i don't see hyperloop as really being that big of a it's just kind of a neat idea it wouldn't benefit from like the highways getting less traffic and right. make, you know maybe not having as much repairs that needs to be done because right. you wouldn't have as many people traveling them because they'd be taking the Hyperloop instead. Right, yeah. So it's not really going to mitigate that much yeah. of an issue. It's just kind of a fun idea, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all, I think 700 miles per hour or something like that. It's it's right. awesome. But yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe the L.A. because L.A. was one of their uh, destinations as well might be a better benefit for them. But yeah. hey, they're the... They're they're the uh, experts, I guess. Uh, maybe not financial experts, but they're they're the the experts in, in doing this. But like I said, I I would never be in favor of the the, the state subsidizing something like that because for that instance, yeah. you just don't know. Right, you, you don't know. Is a great concept, absolutely, but it, it would be a probably a big waste of money to the state if if that were to go through. But yeah. uh, if if we could get it done completely private. Maybe not. It, it would be awesome. Sure, but I don't. I don't see it happening mm. personally. Yeah, same. I liked the idea at first. Then I did a little more research. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's probably not. It's just like I said, a fun idea to think about having, and it would be a neat trip to take, but not really that practical. Like the loop yeah. trolley. You heard about that I've, disaster, didn't you? Yeah, I've heard it, nothing but bad about that. It's shut down now. Yeah, completely yeah. done now. Yeah. Yep. I was actually listening to something like that on the way over here, uh, or about that being uh-huh. being completely shut down. So there was something else. Oh, uh, in in regards to another thing that would have to come with that is uh, eminent domain, and and that's another hot right because you, you know you're going to have to buy the land up, right. and there's going to be people that aren't going to be willing to give their land up. Right. Um, so once again, you come into the the, the principled situation of of is in intimate uh, into intimate donate. Oh my goodness, <laughs> domain is uh-huh. it um, is it. Is it right? Yeah. And uh, what's kind of being in my ideology, I would say, no. Right. It, it's your private. It's private property rights. It's it's your property. If if it's typically the reason you're doing it is for the collective good, but if if you don't want to give up your land for the collective good, well, that's your land. So yeah. you should right. be able to even even at the fair price scenario. That that just doesn't make sense. A whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, eminent domain shouldn't be at a fair price, in my opinion. It should be at Above. the prime. Yeah primo price yep. you know if you're going to have to do that and then you're going to have to assume that those costs are going to incur as well and so with the with the uh having to purchase the property is going to be another cost that's on top of yep. put, putting down rails and a fast moving train on top of those things so yeah it, it's over a billion dollars is that investment yeah. i forget the exact number but it's a huge investment mm-hmm. huge right. and and how long are you going to get your your return invest return right. on investment in that it's going to be forever especially without tax subsidies sure so that's that's why i assume that would happen and i don't think would happen here yep so one one final issue because we're of course the time is always fleeting and so we're already running up on an hour uh but uh, marijuana is a pretty big topic right now across the country, of course, but it's hitting Missouri. And to be honest with you, the, the notion is hitting Missouri a little sooner than what I thought, you know, because typically you, you got things that start on the East coast and the West coast and they end up 
we're right in this basically the center of the country we get just about any progressive idea or whatever the case may be last you know which is not always a bad thing but for a lot of things we're, we're really we we just fall behind in, in the ideology of of progressing into a you know that kind of a, a mindset so uh last year i guess the, the missouri passed a medical marijuana bill that made it legal for people to get a medical marijuana card and purchase and, and use if you will marijuana and i believe they can even grow a little bit of their own if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. um so that's and in my opinion for something like that that's the way the, that a bill should be um I, I think that that particular substance we can argue about you know other drugs and things like that but i think for marijuana in particular um it's 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 kind of about time for that because I don't think that it was um, made illegal. I don't think it was criminalized or however you want to put that uh, on um, in good faith. If you look at the history of it, I think there's a lot of things that that was just propagandized for different purposes. I don't want to go into all that, all the uh, um, whatever that movie's called. I can't remember off the top of my head. Reefer Madness. Reefer Madness. There was a lot of Reefer Madness that went on back then and. It was just it was just kind of wonky. A lot of it was. Nowadays, though, what, what I'm looking for when I see states start to legalize things is, is what it what it is how they how they're approaching it. I guess what it is they are making legal and what they're not. Uh, so, for instance, it looks to me like right now Illinois just legalized recreational marijuana use and the sa- the sale of uh, recreational marijuana. And I don't know if you saw the video on Facebook or anywhere, but they had lines that mm-hmm. were miles. Yep miles long and i guarantee you that whatever those people were buying it was highly overpriced and it was you know it was just craziness is what it looked like to me but one of the things that from uh, i've learned is that they only authorized like so many dispensaries in the entire state of illinois it's like a very very small number and so there, I don't know if this is just their way of, of starting out and they're going to increase that size or whatever. It just seems like they're, they're approaching it in a very uh, tight and a very regulated, of course, you know, because you we were talking Chicago politics that, that spill over into the rest of Illinois. Um, but just a, a very tough way of trying to it, – it doesn't seem like it's about freedom for Illinois. It seems like it's about money. They're yep. just trying to make the money. Yep. And they're going to milk their citizens to try and, and get that done by giving them something that really probably shouldn't have been illegal in the first place. So I'm I'm, I'm just I'm hoping that Missouri is very careful about the way that we approach um, marijuana legalization. It seems like so far Missouri is doing great because I think I was talking with Colt about this not too long ago. Missouri that we we fall behind uh, on on getting things you know uh, caught up in this case legalized. But we usually tend to go about it, and I say we as a state, you know, because I live here, but we, we tend to go about it in a way that does preserve liberty, it seems like, more so, you know, than, than a lot of other states. We're not a, a really heavily democratically controlled state where regulation is, is overpowering. So anyway, uh, I was just wondering if, what, what your thoughts are on marijuana legalization, if you're happy about the, uh, the medical marijuana um, passing and, and what you see in the future for marijuana in the state of Missouri. And well, with that question too, I want to. We had also talked about the uh, the basically giving up your right to have a gun if you do if you are planning on purchasing marijuana. Also, so I want to your opinion on that too. I'll start off with that question because that's an easy one. Yeah, yeah. hard no. Right. If, man, if you 
if you want to do that, then you might as well get into alcohol as well mm-hmm. on that. So well, that, that's what we talked about too. I'm yeah. like, you know, how, how does that make sense that I could have a liquor cabinet in my basement with a shotgun hanging on the side of it, yep. but I can't have marijuana and still have a gun? That right. makes no sense. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. I would never. And it doesn't seem like there's a, a real reason that. behind the the like. Well, what's the reasoning behind? Having to give up a gun to be able to—I don't know—it's just a gun grab. Yeah, because there, there really, there just, really is no rationale behind that. It's not like you're going to yeah. go out and smoke a joint and, and shoot the shoot the place up, right? Yeah, it's just to say that okay, we'll, we're going to give you this, we're going to give you this carrot, we're dangling this in front of you, but you've got to give us that thing that we've been wanting to get from you anyway. Right. I bet it'd be a pretty good way to get people to stop smoking legally, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I would never advocate for that. Um, because I, I don't understand it either. I don't, I, I don't understand what's the reasoning. I don't know anybody who'd be willing to do it. So what you're going to entice there is just for people to get their marijuana on the black market. They're gonna, not going to stop. They're going to do both. Right. It's, mm-hmm. They're just not. It, they're getting it from the black market now. And that's what happens unless right. you can medically get it at this point. Right. Um, as far as my opinion goes in, in regards to your, your question, um, I'm trying to answer it the best I can. Sure. I see it going to recreation eventually as well. Probably sooner rather than later. Uh, it it leans on the freedom to choose with me. You, once again, as, as the reoccurring theme here, uh, you, you have the liberty to do what you want. And as long as you are not hurting others. Mm-hmm. So whatever you do in your household, and, and this, this for me, on really the, the war on drugs in general, uh, whatever you're doing in your household doesn't affect me at all. So... Okay, but do do what you got to do. Um, then usually, the only argument behind that is, oh, well, you're paying for their health care. Well, let's let's get into that argument again uh, because that's that's one argument that I hear. But referring back to the marijuana, uh, so far the state has taken it pretty well. Uh, they they've done a fairly good job with it. Uh, my my probably my biggest problem with it is we have not allowed it's we didn't give out enough applications. There should have probably been more. Mm. And it's just something to me that I've never done it. I've never touched it, as we were talking about beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to enough 311 concerts to know what it probably smells like. <laughs> yeah. But outside of that, I'm very naive to it. Mm-hmm. But you, being a free person, should be able to do in your home whatever you want. So for me, I, I, would, I would be okay with recreational. I know this is still kind of a... Uh, a, a teeter-totter point with a lot of conservatives still today mm-hmm. uh, because it's always been pinned as a bad, bad drug. But is it really, you know, and, and really doesn't matter because that, that's always my argument is, well, I don't care if it's bad or not. If you're doing it in your house and, and, and you, it's affecting you, it's not affecting me. Right. So you should be able to do it privately. Now, if you're out driving, you know, there's, there's, you got to have those regulations. Mm-hmm. I always bring up alcohol w- when comparing marijuana because to me, they're very similar. Alcohol is practically a drug. So it, you know, it's kind of got like the same effects, not, not necessarily the same effects, but you get what I'm saying. You're, there's some sort of buzz or high is what you're getting. So sh- you shouldn't be driving that way. There's other things that you shouldn't be doing that way. And th- that kind of stuff we need to regulate. But in the sense of you actually uh, having it or or even transferring it from house to house, you should be able to do that. Uh, well, you know, we have mass incarceration right now in this country because of tons of millions of people probably thrown in, thrown in jail over having a couple pounds of marijuana. You know, were they hurting anybody? No, because I doubt they were high when they were driving. Mm-hmm. So 
to me, it just makes sense that we need to be legalizing this uh, with with the same reg- similar regulations of of alcohol. You know, just yeah. no driving, no 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 making it where there's no way that you can affect other people. One yeah. of the one of the problems there with with that though, it's not just people in jail because they had a couple of pounds of marijuana. It's also people who had committed some kind of a crime. And part of their parole, probation, whatever, is they get uh, drug tested. Right. And so if they drop dirty on it because they smoked a joint, now they have to go back to jail because they smoked a joint because the, the drug tests showed that they were, and it may not have even been related to the crime that they committed in the first place. Yep. You know, so very, very just missing the mark on, on some of the laws that, that have happened. And alcohol is definitely a drug. Alcohol is yep. labeled as, as a drug. It's, I, I believe it's labeled as, what is it, a neurotoxin, something like that so it 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 causes all kinds of things and i don't want to get into a debate about alcohol versus marijuana but you know it's very much something that alters your your state of mind your state of being alcohol does and there's some easy easy uh low-hanging fruit that you can that you can pick Uh, for instance you know people who drink a bunch of alcohol want to go out and get in a fight at the club you know versus someone you know group who gets together and smoke a joint the 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 you know the thing that you got to feel sorry for there is the bag of Cheetos sitting on the <laughs> on the coffee table, and that's not universal. It's like I said, low hanging fruit, but um, there's just a lot of misses there. I also think though, I don't I don't think that I, th- I think that Illinois is is incorrect. And I think it shows. They can correct me if I'm wrong. If Illinois is listening right now, like I'm sure Illinois, Illinois listens, right? Yeah, the entire um, state. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I don't think it should be about the the money though. Although I think that. It's okay to um, uh, anticipate uh, a pretty good return on you know in, in, in taxing you know certain substances like that when they're when they're legalized and yeah, commercialized. Yeah, cons- consumption tax. Sure. You know, yeah. It, that was actually one one thing I didn't really understand. It, it was kind of a uh, with with Missouri's uh, amendment was that hey the the sales tax from this um, is going to go towards education. That was one thing I didn't understand is because then your uh, department. You're, you're making basically a separate department uh, for the sales tax of this just to go towards ed- education. And I guess the, the way they were looking at that is, hey, it's not so bad because we're going to give it to our kids. You know, and, and I, I kind of had a problem with that because I just it's a product. Mm-hmm. You know, we're legalizing it in the sense. So it just needs to be treated as other products in that form or fashion. Right. So that, that yeah. was not not that that's uh, a make or break deal for me. Like I, I wasn't beating the drum. Uh, by any means over that but because it is what it is but that that was just something that i'm like okay that you're just pandering to to try to get this this thing done when in reality like you said it probably shouldn't ever been yeah i act like the tax is going to be lowered in a certain point anyways or from what i've heard various different sources acts like it's not gonna the tax isn't gonna stay this high illinois yeah yeah I don't know that. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just saying that that's that's they're, things that I've heard. They're and, not and, known for lowering taxes. I'll tell you true. that. And I don't know. It just see. It kind of seems like. I mean, I know Colorado well, did amazing with the money that they brought in from from it. Um, I don't know. It just seems like the taxes. Well, if the taxes are, are too high, you're still probably going to get people buying off the black market. Because you're gonna, yeah. have, there's gonna be a black market, yeah. and and mm-hmm. the higher the prices and the taxes are on on legalized marijuana, if if it's cheaper, and I can go to, to Joe Schmo on the corner, and I know it's it's not laced with anything, then you know, okay, well I'll probably just go there to spend my money. Pe- yeah. People always make things to, or make the decisions to, that's just better for them, uh, yeah. that, that's smarter for them. 
So they're going to go to Joe Schmo on the corner there and, and go to their dealer and get it done. Whereas if, if you're lowering the, the taxes or you're making it cheaper and the, the demand is through the roof, you should, uh, you know, your probably prices are going to increase. But as that demand starts to shrink, you will start to see the price decrease because guess what? They're realizing, man, I'm spending all this money on this uh, legal marijuana mm-hmm. when I don't have to spend as much money on something that's the same thing over there. So, yeah. I guess, I guess it's like that. a validation kind of thing too. It seems, could be like it. They start out with the tax really high because they've been fighting for this for how long to get it. Now they it, like if they can, you know, the proof that they can bring in an ungodly amount of money right off of the bat because with the tax being so high, makes it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's about like we we are validating the fact that we have fought for this for so long. Now we've got it, and this is what it's doing for our state. Yeah. I, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I, I think that maybe like the the black market shouldn't exist because think about it. Like you said, if this were just another product, right? Is there a black market for for soda? By the way, I tried some Pepsi Zero the other day. That stuff's not half bad. I, I'm surprised yeah, I by wasn't, that. I I don't know. Did you see they put out a new Mountain Dew though? The no sugar Mountain Dew. No, but I have to check into it's it. Zero sugar. Eh, it's okay. It's, I don't yeah. know. It's, it, it, like they they. They did o- pretty okay with matching the taste. Yeah, it's a little off, but not much. It's probably from, better from, than Diet Mountain Dew. I don't know. I like Diet Mountain Dew, but zero. yeah, I don't. It, it just uh, you, when you mentioned. Yeah, I, I go. I, I go for the zero uh, zero sodas anyways. When yeah. I, drink soda, I, I yeah. don't drink soda. Like I drink energy drinks. I very very you know, rarely do I drink. You know, a soda. know, that's what's funny is like I don't ever drink a soda for the taste of a soda. The only time I've ever drinking a soda drink a soda is like I want the caffeine, caffeine. that's in the soda. Yeah. Yeah. But then I drink energy drinks all the time and i'm like a soda is nothing is not going to do anything for me because i'm used to drinking 300 milligrams of caffeine from an energy drink so i may as well buy the energy drink instead six of them and just squeeze them (laughs) until they just shoot down your throat at any rate the black market there's no black market for really not for alcohol either why why is there why is there a black market for for marijuana but not for alcohol right because the 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 market or there there's a large enough market out there that has decreased the price of alcohol so much because uh well we'll put in perspective moonshine is illegal there's still a black market right uh which i now there are are forms of shine legal forms of shine coming out and and stuff like that but uh it it is there is no way that you could have a black market for soda because there's no one that's going to be able to make it cheaper than what pepsi and coke does it for and that's the same with alcohol Mm -hmm. uh with with your your you know with beer and liquor and hard liquor it's it's so cheap because it's made in such bulk, uh, being legal, and the prices, you know, the, uh, the, the with the competition has has brought down the prices so much. There's no reason to the, the, there's no established market for a, a black market mm-hmm. alcohol, except for like a illegal moonshine, which people apparently are still buying. Can't you see shiners on on uh, on Discovery <laughs> Channel or whatever, man? No. Yeah. But so, are you saying that marijuana could could reach that point? Oh yeah, in the I market. Think so. Yeah, I if think it's it, yeah. If, if but it's, it has to be completely normalized, though, right? I mean, it yes. has to be normalized. It has to be something that becomes an everyday thing. That you know, I I know. But you have to have competition, and and when you limit the amount of dispensaries and cult, you know, manufacturing plants that are out there, you limit the competition, which will keep the cost up. Mm-hmm. When competition is instilled, you drive the prices lower. So that yeah. that is one problem that as long as we're limiting the amount of of applications we're giving out, that is one problem that will always persist. You're right. Another thing is, though, that we can, you know, it's 
marijuana is something you can actually grow in the ground. It comes with seeds. You can put it in dirt, put some water on it, and it'll, a plant will shoot up after after so long, right? That's how it's that's how it's made. And so, um, people could grow it, right? But I'm I'm gonna and so there could technically be like that's pretty cheap, right? Yeah. So it's, oh, yeah. But not so much. I mean, because it takes time, it takes effort, and it's it's not completely free. I mean, yep. you know, try to try to grow a garden and see if this exactly. cost you a little bit of money. Exactly what right? I was going to say. We d- we have, and and although it was great that we knew our stuff was all organic, and, right. and we knew where you know our compost was from, and mm-hmm. and it was great, but. Was it really worth the money financially? It, it was more of a, a financial burden to us, right? But we knew where it came from, and and so we we it was great. But, it was good, and we'll do it next year too. But yes. it did cost us more money than. But cost effective, not so much, right? Yes. I mean, I think it can be depending on the the size of your garden, how long you've been doing it, how you compost, so on and so forth. And, and marijuana is going to kind of be the same way. So I could grow my own if it's if it's legalized in a recreational form. At least I think that's that's going to be the law. We'll see. But I could probably grow my own if, if it's legalized that way. But there's the time factor as well. Not that I not that I do. I don't even smoke weed, you know, anymore, right? But if if I did, I would. Um, it would there would be the time factor. I'd have to wait because it doesn't just pop up in a week or two, right? It takes time for it to grow. Um, plants die. It, it's it's you know, in, if you have a green thumb, great. If you don't, you're gonna you're gonna have some trouble getting that crop to come up. My point is that there's a reason why I go to the grocery store on a weekly basis instead of growing all. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> <laughs> Schnooks has got the dank. <laughs> they got that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a reason why I go to the grocery store to buy my groceries, my produce, <laughs> and not grow my own, right? Because yep. and it's, so I was just going to add that into the whole black market thing as well, because I know that's an argument out there. Well, if you can grow your own, there's going to be a black market because people are going to have it going. Well, so what in the first place? Anyway, is there is there a law against black market tomatoes? Right, because I could grow those and go sell them to my neighbors. Just that, don't tell don't, the FDA, right? Well, no. and that, don't try to smoke them. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're trying to smoke a tomato. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it yeah, that it is I am interested to see where it goes. I think it'll be Same. legalized. I I think there's enough representatives in the house now. Like I said that that I just want to see people be free. Mm-hmm. That's what it all always boils down to is for people to be free. So you're always going to have that argument of what the government should regulate and what they shouldn't. Me being on the advocate, you know, side of advocating for very small, you know, less government. Obviously, as we we've, we've stated here through this this pod here, but there is enough in the house right now. I think that that something like that could happen because people are realizing, and especially as as the studies come out with all the medical and it's happening across the country, and and obviously the the finances are always going to be uh, something that that makes the politicians perk their ears because they're like oh if we can get additional funding uh you know they pay one way to pay for the, the, the infrastructure right you know? right so that that's one thing that will always perk the ears of politicians but mm-hmm. um getting to, on a principal standpoint like i said it's just all about liberty man what you can and can't do and and i would always advocate for for the less government in that that scenario yeah that's good and that's what i hope missouri does when the time comes the financial uh, considerations are going to be there, right? I mean, those are obviously, if, if, like you said, their ears are going to perk up when they know there's going to be some some more revenue generated. But 
hopefully they don't take that as their the, the main reason why they why they legalize or why they do anything for that matter because when they do that then they start earmarking money for this and that and they you know it, it becomes all about just bleeding the populace dry and not about you know just protecting our freedoms and our rights to do things so I'm, I'm really crossing my fingers that missouri keeps that same perspective of what you have so uh, Brian, is there anything else that that really you you're wanting to put uh, on, on the show today? Any any uh, if, whether it's platform related or just anything at all that you want to get out to the listeners about what you're doing and where, uh, where you're taking this whole thing? Uh, not really. I mean, well, I guess so. I, I would like to point out my motivation. That was one thing that we were kind of discussing before, and mm-hmm. I'll keep it pretty brief. You know the the we kind of hit on it before with, with your question at the beginning of, of, you know, when I got started, but the reason why I'm running really is, is because of my children and me having this, this overwhelmingly thought process of, of just the government getting bigger and, and me feeling like I need to do something to fight. Uh, timing has something to do with it as well. The timing for now, us right now is just right. Uh, you know, we have our businesses and we're at a standpoint now to where if if I want to grow my business, I'm going to have to not chase this endeavor. So we're at a time now to where we can we could just run our businesses, pause them. We're, we're living comfortably. We could do that right now. We, we could just stick with where we're at and then me chase this this dream or endeavor. I don't know if you call it a dream, uh, nightmare. I don't know, whatever, <laughs> whatever. But it's something I've been passionate about you know, for the past five, six years. And, and as my kids are getting older, I'm realizing, and as I'm, yeah, heck, even as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm realizing, you know, how intrusive the government is and how big it is. And, and I, and we're very blessed to live in Missouri. Uh, there are so many good pro-liberty, uh, fighters out there, but the overall scope of our nation right now is, is a little scary. You know, even when you see where you're seeing some of these even more Republican states, going to, to to bigger government. I don't want that to happen. So I, I can't just sit by and sit idle. You know, we, I got my kids growing up. I want to make sure that the government stays off their backs as they're growing up. You know, we education is obviously going to be a big deal to me. Uh, we we're, we don't know which direction we want to go right now. Our kids go to private school. Uh, St. Jen, though, I will admit, St. Jen Public School is, is the, the best in the biased i guess but one of the best in the area of course i went to west county west county is a great school I, I, i'm a product of public school but with our kids going to a, a a catholic school which we're not even catholic but i see the advantages of of the small school step there and 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 how integrated they are in our kids' lives on an everyday scenario and and i love to see that um i i know homeschoolers that are just doing such a fantastic job but are paying for their kids to still go to public school even though they go to homeschool it'd be mm-hmm. probably be pretty beneficial if they could use those taxes to pay for their homeschooling efforts then rather than them going to a school they're not ever going to use right. so there, there's things like that in education reform you know I, I like to see more choices and and people have that option of, of being able to 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 go to different schools if, if their school is not performing. Once again, we're kind of blessed in an area where we're at. All the schools around here are pretty good, but if, if you want to have that option, you should be able to. Um, but kind of went off on a tangent, getting back of, of, of my motivation is, is, like I said, just to try to, to join the fight, to keep the government off my kids' backs as they grow up, and, and hopefully that can continue 
you know, jumping the ladder, essentially, you know, up to the, the federal level. You know, us as states really need to realize that the federal government's too intrusive and uh, we, we got to start fighting as states in general. So mm-hmm. that, that's kind of the motivation. I just see where we're at. It's a difference of timing. Um, you know, my kids, my passion. There's there's many, many different things that that is driving me to do this right now. Uh, but it just it just seems right for me. And there's everything that's just lining up perfectly. And, and now is the time. And, uh, you know, I win either way, because if I don't win this election, which I believe I'm going to, but if I don't, then I just go back to running my business and, and, and we'll, we'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as government stays off my back. Right. So, <laughs> but, uh, no, with that, I, I just appreciate you guys having me. This, this has been great. I, I'm not really great at portraying my, my views because I don't get to talk like this too often. Uh, as I'm, I'm doing this, I'm getting better be- mm-hmm. as I'm running this campaign because I'm getting to do it. But before, uh, I always kind of kept my, my values to myself because I wasn't really in a position to, to speak them. Um, so I, I hope I, I portray myself well enough for the viewers out there and the listeners out there to, to kind of grasp where I'm at and, and where I'm at philosophy-wise and, and what I think. And, and hopefully it doesn't sound too crazy. And, uh, you know, the, hopefully the, there's some St. Jen voters out there, District 116 voters, I mean, uh, you know, grab a Republican ballot um, in the primary and, and, and hopefully check off that, that Bryant Wolfen name. Mm-hmm. And the primaries are when? Oh, August 6th, okay. uh, maybe? Somewhere, somewhere around th- that time. Yeah. Uh, it was like the first Tuesday of August or some, something okay. like that. So the primaries are then, and then the general election is when... It would be the first Tuesday in November. November. It would be so the same time as the presidential election. Right. Yes. So it's, there's that. There's only that much space between uh, the primaries and the, the general. Yep. Okay, good. So, I man, I could see you being in government. I could I could see you being a state rep. Uh, I don't know if that's a compliment or a... Well, or a <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You take it however you want to, but I, I could just... I can see it in, in the way that you carry yourself and the way that, you know... Uh, and if it doesn't happen this time, I, I would encourage you to, to keep, you know, trying, of course. And you probably have already considered that, I'm sure. It depends on how badly the... Uh, just the... Uh, the the going through the rigmarole you know of, of politics i don't know going through an election and things like that i have no no idea how bad that's going to beat somebody up but uh yeah i would definitely you you've got a um i think you've got a bright future ahead of you one way or the other and thank you um i i could see him doing it i could see him being a state rep or something absolutely uh, and so once again you're a young man you got a you got a lot of life ahead of you so definitely we definitely wish you luck appreciate you coming on today and We'll do it again, man. Talk. We'll, yeah. You know, we'll have a whole. Uh, we'll get some. Uh, we'll get some topics that we'll just shred apart and, and yeah. unpack yeah. them, and and you know, maybe maybe we'll wait till after the election so we don't blow anything for you. Yeah, um, we don't. We don't, we don't want to. <laughs> I do appreciate that. that. Get, get I, I may have already just did that. Yeah, get them in the seat first before <laughs> yeah. we before we go too crazy. <laughs> I know because, yeah. dude, I have a way about blowing things. Well, we'll wait till I'm elected, and then we'll make sure it's in my first year, not my second. Come and come in the, uh, the this election time again. There so, you go. You know, right, but. Like I said, thank you guys very much. I'm coming for that five timers club eventually. So you nice. know, you yeah, guys, you guys just keep me coming back. He's going for the record. That's yeah. right. I'm he's coming. For, who was it again, Scotty? Yeah, Scott, Scott. McNally has Scott. been on here the most, I believe. Coming of, for you, Scott. Um, it's between. I think it's between Scott and Scott. Between Scott and Scott. Well, Prady's been on because of the series as well. Prady's Prady's up there, but I think Scott's got him beat. Scott McNally. Yeah. So well, anyway, I guess man, I guess it means we get, Brian's got to do a series. Yeah, we could do, hey, a, we series do a series on small business and running yeah. for state rep. Yeah, I can. I'm. I can. I can. Uh, 
go into both of those topics very easily for you. So. Perfect. Perfect. All right, man. Thanks. Thank you guys very much. And we're out. Thanks again to Bryant Wolfen, and thank you to all of our listeners out there on Planet Cerebral. Remember that word of mouth is like oxygen in our lungs, so be sure to tell your friends and family about our humble yet completely fantastic show. Also remember to subscribe to the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download those shows that you hold dear and dear to your heart. And don't forget that you can also download the show at the launching pad for all things Cerebral at thecepodcast.com. Be sure to show us all of your love and affection on the socials. Contact us at cerebral at thecepodcast.com. And until we meet again, please, please remember to keep your brains warm out there. See ya.